Hey folks, this is episode 157 of the Speed Mentor podcast with me, your your host, uh, Gavin Wall. And we have the second in this two-parter of me being interviewed by JP and Sean of Core Impact in their series, uh, Culture Talks. And I really hope you enjoyed last week's episode. Certainly there was plenty of crack going on. You heard plenty more about my backstory and my engagement. And, and there's a wee bit of an interesting one in this episode coming up about how to hire the right manager. I think it was really, the guys really got into some nitty gritty good quality stuff with me there. How to hire the right manager. Listen, I hope you really enjoy it and good luck to the guys on their um, future entrepreneurial career as well. Enjoy. Hello guys and welcome to episode nine. And you will notice uh, that we are again with the one and only Mr. Gavin Wall of the Wall Group, serial entrepreneur, taking over the world with the change. You can see his bit of brand in there. This is actually episode eight, part two, but we're calling it episode nine. Um, Gavin, thank you so much for coming on with us again. Really appreciate your time. And I know you're a busy guy. Yeah, uh, no problem at all. I enjoyed last uh, chat. So certainly I felt it was worth a part two. Too much to fit in. Too much to talk yeah, about. Yeah, too much to fit in, and we we got through quite a bit. But um, I, I know I know there's plenty more, and it's it's valuable. It's ho- yeah, hopefully it's valuable. Hopefully it's valuable. Well, we, for we didn't get to the end of that journey. So uh, yeah. one of the things we wanted to focus on today, Gavin, was talking about business and community. Because that's something that yes. we really um, relate to you and quite a bit. But just before we kind of go on to that part, um, last time we were discussing um, how Kieran um, came into the business yeah. and what he done. Yes. How you weren't very good as a manager, uh, <laughs> but we wanted to kind of go even further with that. Hear a wee bit more and understand that the changes that happened, because um, we we know um, it's you can share here that you brought forward and um, within the wall group as well. So it'd be great to hear a wee bit more about that. Yeah, look, there, there's a big piece here, and I think it's not just about bringing. Whenever your business is growing. It's not just about bringing in managers for the sake of managers, okay? I think you have to spend a bit of time. We sort of touched upon it the last time. Um, and maybe going into it a little bit deeper today. Um, I think you have to analyze what your skill set, your own personal skill set. If you're the owner, if you're the leader of the business, whatever it might be, you have to think about what your skill set, your own personal skill sets are, okay? Mm-hmm. As you embark on building that management team. Yeah. Okay. So okay. if you're really, really good on process, but you're not so good on big picture, you know, maybe engaging in CSR, maybe the outreach to the community, you know, maybe that's the side you, you need to think about a manager who's got a wee bit of that in their makeup. Mm-hmm. If you're like me and you're sort of pretty good on the big picture, um, the the inspiration, the reach, the outreach piece, um, but you know, managing the daily process isn't your thing as much. Yeah. Then you maybe then go for someone who has a bent towards you know managing the daily process. Now, maybe you your own management style is slightly different. Uh, you know, and you. But so what what I'm saying is, when you're hiring, don't just go into the hiring process thinking I I need a manager. My business is growing. I better get a manager. And let's have a look at maybe there are people already in the business. For, for that's first thing anyway succession Very planning is absolutely key so yeah. don't be just immediately going outside all the time think about who's in your business what they can do how you can grow them 
because the more often you go outside then you have to integrate then you're worried about how the people already in the business think about the new person coming in ahead of them did they give it a chance all of those sorts of things but what i'm saying is that do have an eye think about what it is that's missing in your business not just i need a manager because my yeah. business is growing mm-hmm. think about what skill set you personally have you've already got in the business as you look for the people you're looking to bring in and I think there was a wee, uh, I think there was a last time we were talking, there was a wee something that I had just remembered. Uh, and it's sort of, it's on this point and you were talking about Kieran. And um, so Kieran did, we, we did, um, um, what did we call them at the time? Forgotten what we actually called them. But we actually used to do events whereby we would bring maybe 20 potential applicants or 20 applicants in. We would do a group um a, a, a role playing session yeah. we'd then do many interviews we'd do a whole lot of things so it was a whole big assessment center we used to call them an assessment center yeah. and kieran came did i mention this the last time kieran came this assessment i did and yeah. so so anyway so he got he got the highest has been ever had in the assessment center but about two weeks into <laughs> this is a funny about two weeks um into his journey with us um i was sitting down having a meeting with kieran and he brought a wee book with him how funny yeah. it was a book that I actually had read before, but it really didn't get it the previous time. And it was uh, Who Moved My Cheese? Right. Uh, and he just, we walked into the, and he, he got uh, Who Moved My Cheese? Uh, Dan uh, Blanchford, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yes. Very and he, he, gave me, um, he gave me a book, he just, he says, have we read of that? <laughs> Is this first time coming into you? This is in two weeks. In two weeks of being in the business. Right. Okay. One of the very right, first. Very good. One of the very first meeting. He just says, "You just have a <laughs> read." And do you remember? Do you remember what we talked about? Uh, about sort of like almost 150 people reporting into me. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I have a massive capacity to handle all sorts of stuff. And um, what happens is then, because you do that, you just get more and more and more and more of it without pushing back. And yep, you know, you yep. need to test them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I had yep. done um, who who moved my cheese a few years earlier. I actually done a video version of it. Yeah. Didn't quite get it. So Kieran gave that to me, and I thought, like, that's ballsy. You know, <laughs> you know, you, I have to be respected. <laughs> do you know what I mean? it has, uh, number one it has to be respected, and I suppose number two, it's it's. It's obvious and evident to people that I'm open to learn and, and keep growing myself. So yeah, he, he yeah. probably knew. He probably I know some. I know who some of his earlier um, managers and bosses were. He mightn't have done that to, to them. Maybe they didn't need it. I don't know. But anyway, he pushed that across to me. And he says, "Have a read of that." <laughs> <laughs> and I read that. And funny that time when I read it, the penny dropped. The previous yeah. times it hadn't dropped because I'd been on a longer development journey of myself at that stage and fit it in then, and I got it. I sort of. Right, okay, I'll stay out of your way, I'll let you get on with it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, that's one of the, the, the early books that you had said to us to sort of check out. Yeah. Right. Um, and it, it had a map, it, it's interesting, the thing, the thing about Who Moved My Cheese is, uh, it, depending on when, as you, you just said there, when you're, what part of the journey you're on, it can have a different meaning at different times. You know, so for me, yeah. when I read it, it blew my mind. I was sort of yeah. all, it's just about, you obviously have to just view things in a different way. It's how, you, it's how you perceive everything. There's an opportunity around every corner. And then I give it to my mom and she was like, that was a load of crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it just depends where you are on your journey. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it was ball, definitely ballsy of him to have that. Yeah, it was ballsy of him. So for me at that stage, um, essentially what happened was that I was emasculating. I, I was sort of turning my managers or the ones who were in there reporting into more supervisors because I was 
taken. So I kept feeding them. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go too far to find the answer. Look, I find the answers for you. You just stay there. There's your wee pile of cheese. Yeah. I'll go off and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and they didn't develop. Um, and, uh, you know, Karen was quite good at that, actually. So um, off he went. So that was a wee story that sort of was, was in the back of my head last week. His, his head will be filling up. <laughs> I, I'll, have to, I'll have to knife him here. How long ago was that now? How long ago was Karen? So that, that, that was almost three years. That was the thick end of uh, three years ago. Right. Three oh. years, just tail end of the summer, three years ago. That's unbelievable. So his, yeah. Yeah, his role has developed. So he, he came in and won part of the business. Um, and then we've developed his role into a bigger role over time. Yeah. 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 Good. But his, he and I are well suited. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it was a great opportunity for him, uh, and he'll be laughing when he's watching this. But um, so uh, he, as uh, as a manager, we are we are a good fit because, yeah. um, as say, he likes the managing of that process, and he's very yeah. good at that. He's yeah. much better at that. Yeah, yeah, I, think good, I think we should maybe get Kieran on. Um, <laughs> I give, yeah, give his side of the story. Absolutely. Look, I think you should. Uh, that's part. Who says every coin? Yes. And look, Kieran, Kieran, will, Kieran will be the first to tell you um, that I have taken plenty of risk with Kieran in the context of I've um, tried to build him uh, more on the entrepreneurial, more on the vision, yeah. on that piece. Uh, yeah. Put a lot of work. I put a lot of risk. And Kieran now owns Jogi Berry, as you know, and yeah, yes, also knew right, yeah. that opening up that sort of opportunity and the burden, you know, of having a business yeah, um, yeah. Um, was part of his journey and also, you know, was was a risk yeah. for me to support him in sort of dipping his toe into the entrepreneurial side of things. Mm. That's, because, that's an inch, yeah. Yeah, what if he likes it? What, what, you know, what if he's better at than me, etc.? I could lose him, you know, but I, I felt that was part of his, the next stage of his journey and I'm quite open to making sure that, you know, he develops and that, and that helps him develop the rest of the team, etc. I think that's a brilliant attitude to have, the, the fact that you can exactly. see that because see, we, always, we always find that when people get to develop personally, that that really positively impacts the whole business and you yeah. generally find that because you've shown um, so much dedication to them and you get that back, Handfold and and maybe someday he will leave, but you've got the absolute best out of him the whole time that he was there, which is uh, the most important part. And a lot of small business owners don't get that bit. And yeah. I I encourage them to. So um, funny, I've got somebody just reached out to me um, recently last week on LinkedIn, and they've gone from a bigger business into a sort of a retail business. Uh, independent retail business and they're yeah. really struggling because um, they're not getting an opportunity to show what they can do because right. the owner of the business has yeah. brought them in to sort of do a job but then they're in and the owner's saying oh no I do it this way you know we've always done this way and I've, I've been in big business and I've seen actually there's other way oh, no just, just, just do it so yeah. the, the, you have to be there, prepared there comes a point yeah there, there comes a point where the entrepreneur can actually get, stand in the way of the progress of the organisation and it's yeah. kind of it's either going to keep going this way or it's going to start yeah. dropping at that point. Um, and it's, it shows what type of leader you are that you're able to take a step back. Because I know you're quite open about the fact that you have such a great team now that you can take a step back from the business and you have taken a step back and yeah. you've got amazing people already running it. Um, so it show, it, it, you definitely display that you've got that vision. And I think anyone watching who knows you, maybe even somebody that doesn't know you by this point, they've realized that you're kind of, not not eyes in the eyes in the clouds in a bad way, but in a good way, you know. You can see. Yeah. Well, what what happens? Is, the thing that happens, um, JP, on on that part of that journey, and I know because going from being in control of everything to 
not abdicating your responsibility. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm a bit not on delegating, form today. Delegating. Yeah. yeah. So delegate, don't abdicate. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. that journey, as you start to delegate more and more and more, what happens is, and this is what I have seen in, in other entrepreneurs, is that whenever there's a mess, whenever you've delegated out quite a bit and something goes wrong, it really goes wrong because you'll <laughs> you'll discover actually that there's more um, bits of the bits of string that you're you haven't been in control of that you didn't even realize were going on underneath yeah. the levels that are underneath you. Um, when the shit hits the fan, it goes it really hits the fan. And what happens at that stage is then the entrepreneur is very tempted. <gasps> I'm just going to pull it all back in. I'm just going to take it all back into myself. Yeah. Oh fuck! I can't deal with the pain of that. I'm not never letting that happen again. Yeah, I was working when I was in control. <laughs> yeah, when I was in control, we it didn't go that. Uh, you know, we had a few bumps, but you know, it didn't go catastrophically. Catastrophically, I told you I was struggling <laughs> today, didn't I? <laughs> catastrophically, catastrophically wrong. It, you know, we had a few bumps, but it didn't. The shit didn't hit the fan in the same way. So therefore, I'll pull it all back close into me. I'm mm-hmm. not going to let that happen again. Yeah. What, what you actually have to do is you have to take that pain and you have to say right where did we go wrong as a team um did i abdicate a wee bit too much there and not delegate am i actually controlling all the um variables or not even controlling am i absolutely tracking them so your 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 piece then at that stage as you let more and more of it go and we we've built it really strongly with our finance team in in the wall group your your thing is then you have to start measuring everything yeah, absolutely. It's not about keeping it close and close and close. It's actually measure it. Yeah. You know, what What are the KPIs? What are the team meant to be doing? What are the targets for the week? What are our labor cost targets? What are um, Are we tracking whether our consumers are having a good um, experience in our business or not? Are we looking at um, our turnover of staff? Are we holding on to our staff? Mm-hmm. Tracking all of that stuff is the bit yeah. that then helps. You can't you monitor because you can't measure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are you, uh, and you'll you'll not grow it. Um, so what happens is when you start that journey, shit hits the fan. Love entrepreneurs, I'm taking it all back in here. Yeah. No, that's when yeah. you have to make sure that you're you're monitoring, measuring it, etc. Um, to yeah. help it grow to the next stage. And yeah. Jim, what made you what made you go to make the decision? Then moving on from Kieran, then um, mm-hmm. to bring in the board. Then. So the, the next stage, I, I knew my my journey that I realised or I believed that I couldn't reach my own personal goals. Yeah. Um, and this sounds wrong. It's, it's a bit like the barrister thing again. It's going to sound wrong. It's going to sound like I get this stage um, whereby maybe I can't develop it further or I just got the stage, did the Yogi Berry thing as an outlet to try and have a bigger, create a bigger pie. That yeah. didn't work. We didn't have enough management structure for the sort of 10 stores we had at that stage, 150 staff. And the idea was right to do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't have the structure. Um, that's when I then said, right, it has to be more than just the odd manager here. I have to build the board, um, and the board has to cover both the management and also the financial piece and the monitoring of all the all the data because retail's in the detail. If you're not looking after that, it won't work. So I then decided, right, I need to get a board, a structure of people. So we, as well as bringing in um, um, Kieran, we then. I then decided, so I had a, an accountancy practice um, and um, they were doing a good job, but essentially I was paying them more. They would come in each quarter 
and do a day to day and a half with me each quarter. Right. Right. But that was the only real tracking of the finances was done in that day and a half each quarter. Yeah, right. Uh, and then the cost of it, because our business got the big, the cost of bringing somebody in for maybe a day and a half. No, in fact, it wasn't a day and a half, it was two days. The cost of bringing somebody in for two days was actually getting to the stage whereby, do you know what, I could actually employ somebody yeah, um, right. for a similar amount of money. And even if it cost me more to employ somebody, um, we're actually could be tracking this stuff all the time. Yeah, good consistency. Yeah. Good consistency. Finger not, on the pulse. Yeah, and then once we start building that, and, and so we brought somebody in, the sort of Kieran's level, brought Rory in. I went out to the market and I hired and found, went for the best person I could. I didn't go for the, the cheapest person I could find. I went for the best person I could find. I, find, I found uh, Rory Murray, who is sort of uh, director of finance in the, in the business. And my wife, actually, she's she's retail accountant. She reports into him and into, into, into Kieran. And um, so she was probably the third part of the jigsaw. We actually... Yeah said i said you know what i actually my ambitions are sort of in another limb as i de- I, I developed then into um uh, startups and venture capital and stuff like that and i said i need to strengthen the business again and then she came in so, so so we have a really really strong team at the top of the business like really i mean people would kill for the team that we have yeah yeah uh, and um we will have our best year probably ever now the year year before was our worst year ever Right. So, yeah. Um, so that's another thing about building the team is that it can take a while and yeah. you can have it can be you can have a lot of pain along the way. Yeah. So, you know, I could have been close to giving up and we had our our worst year ever at the final stage of building that team to the yeah. stage whereby I could be out of the business on a daily basis. Yeah. Why do you think I was, Gavin? Was there any particular reason that that's sure? You just because it's really tough to do, and it's yeah. the reason. Whilst I was trying to build the business so that it could be self-sufficient, yeah. I realised that was actually the hardest part of the entire journey. Honestly, yeah. it was really, really tough. I then realised why most people don't do it, why yeah. most people keep control of all the levers, because of the pain you can have on the journey when you get it wrong. Because you will invariably get it get it wrong, and sometimes yeah. I got it wrong, and. Um, it led to our worst year ever, um, yeah. which if you just looked at it, it was quite horrific. Um, but if I can remember saying to my bank manager, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm this close. <laughs> I am, I'm this <laughs> close. He says, you say that to me every year. I said, no. <laughs> I know I do. I know I do. But you need to have a wee bit more patience. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm this close. Yeah, you didn't want to stop digging before you hit the goal. Yeah, <laughs> so he knew he knew over a four-year period what I was trying to do. Yeah, the bank manager, build uh, the foundation. Yeah, I, and I kept on, and I said, "Look, it hasn't happened yet, um, it, but we're getting closer. We're getting closer." And then I had our worst year ever, and I was going, "Yeah, I, but it's all in place now. We've we've got it." And touch wood. Fortunately, this year I get the annual accounts back tomorrow. Funnily enough, That's right, annual here. accounts are back tomorrow morning. And, um, I think we'll have a better year this year. Yeah, Excellent. I think with with every change that's made, um, when especially when we look at organisational culture, we're telling organisations that it can take between twelve and eighteen months for an, a genuine impact on the organisation to take yeah. hold. And I think what you're saying there is obviously you made a change that was cost in the short term and it looked terrible on the books, but what actually you've created is long term growth. 
And it's the same when, when if we're bringing that back to culture a little bit, we're, we're saying at the organizations, it's the most, it's the most successful organizations who understand that vision is important. You need to know where you're going and you also need to understand that it, there are short-term small wins, but the overall in a piece of the pie is going to be had at least between that 12 to 18 month period where everything that the nuts and bolts are well oiled and everything just works the way it's meant to and everybody gets along and uh, the business starts making the money that you, you would expect it to and, and take it over the market the way you would. But that, that takes foundation, that takes what you've achieved there, which is the people who are, who are the key players who initially it might look like, a, Jesus, we've, we've spent so much money on the salaries and the, the costs that come along with all that. But actually now you're saying you might actually have by tomorrow found out that you've had the best year you've ever had, which yeah. is a perfect yeah. example of it. Yeah, and it, if you if you're making if you're talking if you if you talk about culture, for instance, you know you guys are involved with, and you're going in to try and change the culture of a business. So yeah. you go in, everybody is doing being doing. People don't like change, right? That's just natural. That's mm-hmm. the way most yeah. people don't. I, I do, but I'm unusual. But um, most people don't. You go in the business and you start changing the culture, and you now you start telling people you've got a purpose. We're doing this. We're we're actually doing it for a reason. But yeah. I don't care what your reason is. You know, this is the way I always did it. Yeah. And yeah. it takes a bit of time when you're changing something like that because you might lose people along the way who do want to change. Yeah. Um, because they're they're so ingrained in, in what they want to do, and you know, yeah. then maybe turnover of staff just because they just say, look, I don't want to be part of it. I'm not interested in, you know, what the ambition or the aspiration is, or just something like that. And that's fine, you know. Yeah. But yeah. It, it takes a time, and then replace them with people who maybe do want to do it, or um, um, uh, promote people who you know who do who likes right. Yeah. We're doing things differently here. This is really good. I can be part of something with a mission. Um, so anything like this, you know, at least 12, 18 months, and it can't be longer. It was Because that's one of the things, I mean, even with turnover, obviously you want to keep turnover low, but yeah. one of the things about turnover is obviously there's a healthy turnover as well. As you say, some people that don't always buy <laughs> in move on because it's just not for them. They have another place yeah. elsewhere, and that's that's absolutely fine. But you're bringing in new people, fresh minds that push the business forward as yeah. well. So, so that's healthy, and it's just natural as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, one of the things that we we were always very proud of before we we stepped away as the direct managers of obviously mm-hmm. we still oversee it is that obviously we had that sort of two year period um of uh, zero employee turnover nobody left mm-hmm. um and that, that's amazing um because it's a huge achievement people obviously wanted to stay but then there obviously comes the other issues with that which are people become a little bit stagnant especially if you're not growing them i thankfully we were and we were we were providing a lot of opportunity but we recognized before we stepped away um and obviously it's completely different to what you're doing because it wasn't our business but we were in the position of stepping away and, and so we really started relying on that pipeline of leaders um, and if you don't have that you have to go out the marketplace. I'm sure there's a lot of heartache that goes into making sure you get the person who's perfect, that cares, sees the purpose, understands people mm-hmm. and the way you would, because obviously you care about your people. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I wanted to highlight was just the fact that obviously community, you, you've taken, I mean, you you the hashtag that trended, wasn't it? Was it back in, back in, back in North, North Belfast? Hashtag back in North Belfast. I still, I still yeah. use that one. I, I, flip. I absolutely hammered do you, do you know where that came from, where that started? Actually, so, um, this is quite funny, given that I'm sort of reasonably prolific, say, on LinkedIn, for instance, I'm pretty well known for that, is that I didn't have any social media at all. 
right. until, until it'll be five years ago now. Right. Nothing. Absolutely right. nothing. And I only got it because of Yogi Berry. So right. this, this is another thing. So Yogi Berry, so I ended up losing in two and a half years, £600,000 on Yogi Berry. Right, six hundred grand. That's what Yogi Berry cost me in pound notes. Uh, but I look back on it, and <laughs> um, I got a member of staff um, who set up a Facebook account for me because I didn't know how to do that. So um, uh, it's funny; she still works for us. She's been working for us for for a decade, and she set up a um, a Facebook account for Yogi Berry because I knew we'd have to promote it. And funny, I've just on my own podcast on Speed Mentor Podcast, funny, I've just been doing a couple of episodes on marketing because it's really important at the minute still to be marketing even yeah. in this downturn. But so she set up Facebook and I started doing all these hashtags. Like I was just going mad at it. Hashtag um, <laughs> <You toy>. um, <laughs> uh, BT9 is so last year because I was trying to create you know bt9 you know south belfast i was trying yeah. to create a real buzz about bt15 yeah and then i was going hashtag bt15 where all the beautiful people go and hashtag bt9 <laughs> last year <and laughs> all this, hashtag all hashtag yogi berry sends house prices up 10 percent. all of these <laughs> in north belfast, all of these things and then i came on to this one that really stuck with me because it, it was part of a wider thing that we did anyway and the rest of the business was hashtag back in north belfast and it was after the flags protest and all that uh, yeah. nonsense and all the rest of it etc all uh, that malarkey and um that was bad for belfast as it were yeah. um uh, and we um uh, so I, I sort of stole it a little bit and you know just tweaked it just for hashtag oh, back well. in North Belfast <laughs> and I absolutely ha I hammered that yeah. I hammered that for three or four years and yeah. it really helped me uh, you know associate myself with trying to do good for a particular area that has been largely you know mm -hmm. overlooked and disenfranchised and hasn't had the money pumped into that other areas mm -hmm. have and yeah. you know has societal issues around communities that are you know tied up against each other and all the peace walls are largely in North Belfast. Yeah. Um, so I really, it really helped me to frame my CSR. Yeah. 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 It was something um, that at the time like it really resonated with us at the time because we're from obviously North yeah. Belfast and, and just seeing it, listening to a lot of stuff that you were saying and doing and in terms of what, what strengths did the Walker provided as well um, for the community in terms of, I mean, employment, obviously one of the, the big ones, but yes. also with great service. And then on top of that as well, for yourself and the wall group that you gave so generously as well to the community in all different forms. And we finished off the last episode talking about the um, Northern Ireland Children's Hospice as well. And, you know, that was obviously, that's obviously a big part of what, what you've given back. But it came in so many different ways. I've seen it, even a few different posts of recent times about like food being delivered down to the matter hospital and things. And so we just yeah. odds and ends. Yeah, so the Northern Ireland Children's Hospital, we did quite a bit. We did used to do a lot with um, Click Sergeant, for instance. Right. We did lots. Uh, we did lots in Yogi Berry for Click Sergeant, and um, we did like we opened up the store just um, exclusively for um, young children coming out of um, treatment for cancer, right. etc. So we actually there was a whole Click Sergeant used to load loads for them. So I don't know if you remember, we did like um, color parades. Or, um, no, we, actually, no. Oh, yeah. So there's, we did lots of this. Stuff. And maybe it, you know, it took a while before it was getting noticed and stuff like that. But we used to do, um, I used to do a hashtag. Um, oh no, 
uh, North Belfast is only non-contentious parade. So I did a whole thing about this. So we, we had hundreds of people every year. We had hundreds of people. And we've got, you can go back and look at our... I do remember that. Yeah. I do remember so that. So we had yes, hundreds of people going. So we, we just start, we'd start on the Hobian Centre. Uh, oh, look, to be fair, we, 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 did a, we did a parade around most of North Belfast's uh, wall group shops, <laughs> if I'm honest. We used, to, we used to stop off at them, and I used to get a wee picture of our journeys, you know. And we did that in conjunction with the brilliant, the brilliant guys, Thomas Turley and um, Big Wetzel um, of um, uh, uh, our city, Belfast. Right. Yeah, guys yeah. based up the Hobians, absolutely, um, uh, Alan Wade, absolutely brilliant guys. So we did it in conjunction with them. Um, we did that. We did that three or four years. Um, a colour parade, and we stop off and throw paint at each other and go for a parade. <laughs> cross community, cross community march around North Belfast. Used to raise thousands of pounds for Black um, Sergeant and for other ones. And that was before the Northern Ireland Children's Hospice thing came along. Yeah. Um, so we have been involved in that, and we've tied our business's name to it. It's helped yeah. us get the name out there. Of our own business has helped us support the charities. It's helped yeah. the, the charities loved it. It's mm-hmm. helped us showcase that SMEs. I what I find with SMEs, and as you know, I talk about this quite a bit, is that the day-to-day grind can be so tough that yeah. SMEs say, "Look, I, I I don't have the bandwidth or the capacity to do anything for anybody else. Yeah. It's so tough running uh, my own small micro business." Mm-hmm. And that's true. The grind of that is really, really tough. But when you do take the risk to lift your head and say, do you know what? I'm going to give back a bit. But firstly, it gets you away from your grind. So you're forced, you're forced actually to empower your team a little bit more. Yeah. Because if you're saying, I've got three or four years this year, maybe more, that where I'm going to be doing CSR stuff. You're forced a wee bit to say, "Can you take a wee bit of responsibility off me and mm-hmm. accountability yeah. for this type, this wee bit project?" I'm away off to do something else. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so by doing no commitment to other stuff, it forces you to grow your team. It then mm-hmm. it then improves the profile of your business. It then makes life better for people who are suffering from whatever they're suffering, whether yeah. it be cancer, etc., whatever it might be, because you're giving back to those charities. It then encourages other businesses when you do it. Other businesses think, "Why? Flip, he's doing that. She's doing that. Mm-hmm. I need to do a bit of that too." Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you, you've created a, a sort of virtual um, circle of positivity and encouragement and giving back. Um, yeah. It's really, really, it is really, really powerful. We did, on a podcast episode. We had a similar scenario as well. Just um, it was one of our one of the girls in Odyssey who later approached us and asked if she could run a charity event, and it was for NSPCC. Yeah. And that, like, see from her doing that, we've seen all the strengths that she had in terms yeah. of, of leadership. She just took it on herself and went and yeah. raised everything, bought everybody together, and she ran a, a brilliant day. It wasn't, it does, it, usually, it gives people a chance to, to showcase other things that they have that maybe they wouldn't get an opportunity to showcase. Yeah. So, and, and as you say, then you see what they can do. Yeah. Then you start thinking, do you know what? Maybe as a business, we could be organizing events that aren't CSR, for instance. And lo and behold, look, I've got somebody. Do you know what? It's almost because for that member of the team, maybe, who has gone and organized some CSR event or something like that, because it's something they want to do, they don't feel the same sort of pressure that they would as if it was a work thing. Yeah. You know, because it's a thing from their heart and they've done something from their heart. And then once they've done it, as you say, do you know what? You did a really good job organizing. You know, we could have two or three events that aren't necessarily always going to be CSR within the business. 
yeah. you know what you could you could organize those for me yeah um, and so that's, an, that's another way of having leaders stepping mm-hmm. up you know because uh, we've we've spoke to some organizations who there's SMEs um mm-hmm. they've got some fantastic team members uh, because there's always fantastic people if you allow them to be fantastic people if you give yeah. them the room to grow but sometimes we we've spoke to organizations who they're they're nearly afraid to lose certain people and what they oh, actually end we up get with. this oh, jesus look this is this is the other number one fear about growing your team and about the culture and, and how you improve it is that i, I can remember i i can remember whenever i started showcasing the team particularly on linkedin and um <laughs> first thing that was happening all the time they start getting hit up and connected with by other employers yeah <laughs> it's the same every single time and um because i'm quite open and, and try to build a strong team particularly with the ones that I still deal with on the senior on the senior side you know not necessarily just the board but below that um you know they'll be honest to me and say oh such and such just reached out to me today <laughs> <laughs> you know and i'm but i'm able to say yeah, well, do you think you would be getting showcased by them the same way as I? Are they showcasing yeah. any of their team? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are, are are they sort of investing in the additional training that we're doing with you? Yeah. Um, you know, you wouldn't, I don't think you would get that there. And they realize that. They do yeah, realize yeah. that. But, but think, the fear is, but there is the fear, right? If I say good job. So we're, okay, how many times have I talked about Karen on this? You know, if I say good job. Um, about Karen or Rory, about or any of the other people I've showcased on my LinkedIn, somebody's going to come in and steal them. I have to keep them secret, but it's by keeping them down there like that. That's yeah. your greatest fear. That's a, that's the first way that you lose them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Yeah, suppression. Yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're really end up the risk of isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But training people. Yeah, train so, people, afraid of training people in case they lose them, but. Or says, what if you keep them and <laughs> you don't train them? I know, yeah. I, um, so there is that, but that's a wee mindset. It's a wee, there's a wee switch there, and it's 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 not easy for um, business owners to see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, see on the whole, the, the link yeah. just in general terms as well with, with the community. I mean, obviously, a lot of the areas that, that you have the, the spa shops in mm-hmm. are deprived areas. Um, yeah. Jenny, yeah. what about the sort of employment? What, what way do you find things um, for people coming into business, like in terms of um, educational backgrounds? One of the things that we always looked at was in terms of policy poll, we never looked at people's qualifications coming in the door because we didn't really see what qualifications they needed apart from being a good person, a great personality. So, what kind of way do you see that in the wall group? Yeah. So, look, there's, there's a couple of pieces. There's the bit I struggled with. Okay, the bit I struggled with was there are plenty of people. You know, you, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, we have put more people through their essential skills than probably anybody in North Belfast. Yeah, well, I think we've done loads. So we we um, lots of our people have not had those educational qualifications. The, the sort mm-hmm. of GCSE, English, and Maths. Lots of that. We're not too worried about that. Yeah. Um, but the bit that did hold us back. Um, was getting that higher that person with higher greater experience, yeah, who could actually manage and develop other people. Yeah, that, that's that's the bit that I did struggle with. Um, so finding people to come in to to work in the shops and and stuff like that. Um, we're not too hung up on qualifications. We'll get those done for you, and we've done hundreds yeah. probably, um, over the years, um, for, for people, and we'll train you in in, in the business. Um, but attracting the talent. 
um, that can lead those people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was the bit was the tough bit. That was the bit that we really found to struggle with. And I think I'm not sure whether I mentioned last time the the mix of getting them to come to North Belfast if they lived outside North Belfast and also coming to something that's not that sexy enough, uh, an industry, um, retail. Um, yeah. Although, interestingly, of course, you have the coronavirus hits and um, if you're in one hospital, of the leaders. Yeah. you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's one of the stronger areas to be, most likely to survive anyway. Yeah. Um, at the current time, so things have, things have maybe changed on that front, but that, that's where I struggled um, getting that. And, and, but that's where... That interestingly, the more I built up the people in the business, the more I showcased the business, the yeah. more I hashtag back in North Belfast, the more every time I showed off a member of the team and said, well done, this is a great job, that then was the bit that started attracting other people in saying, oh, Flip, if I work for him, um, he'll do that for me yeah. and he'll care about me. Yeah. <laughs> and that then attracted the better people in the cairns of this world. Um, I want to say better. I don't mean that in any pejorative sense to the people already had. What I meant was people who've actually seen what it's like to work in a big business, have that experience, bring in the bit that maybe we're lacking because we're still a small business in that context. You know, I know we've been growing over the years. Um, But yes, so uh, qualification are, you know, um, all of those bits we can do for them, um, Sean. Um, And we can do that. That's part of being in our business. But we did lack then that next level of, of um, knowledge. Okay, and that's yeah. one of the areas that we want to focus in a wee bit more on now because mm-hmm. we're kind of, you know, when we're working within businesses that improve the organizational culture, what we're kind of saying is that needs matched up somewhere because I think a lot of times in community, there's you get a lot of different steps to work programs and people putting different training in, but they literally do the training and walk away again. And mm-hmm. maybe put somebody in employment, but they don't last because mm-hmm. they don't understand how they operate within a business culture. Yeah. So that's one of the things that we kind of really want to po- put a focus on is, is training people, teach them how they, how they can actually understand how a business operates so that they can achieve long-term employment rather than just going in and sort of fly-by-night thing, that they can go in long-term and that they can benefit the business. So that's where we're, yeah. we're really seeing the link between the strength of business and community working together because, as you've done, business can give so much back to the community, including employment, but in many other ways as well. But if the community are giving something to the business as yeah. well, that, that, that cycle, it's just a positive upward cycle for any area. Yeah, yeah, that's it's it is it is again it's it's the old it's the chicken and the egg you know it's the the day to day struggle it's trying to yeah. get past the day to day struggle for a lot of businesses mm-hmm. and seeing all these wee things and they're they're all an additional wee strand that make the yeah. bond between um, employer employee community um, CSR they're all just layered on top yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden you know, you have a really strong business because you, you, you've done one, you've done the next, you've supported that person, you've showcased that person, you've given them additional training, you know, you've you've not been afraid to step away from the business and let them have a, a, a yeah. rattle at it, you know, with, yeah. with the right supervision. You let them know what they're working towards. I mean, the massive piece, if you bring them in, if, if you're bringing people in and they don't know what it is that the business is trying to achieve, and that may be just in their own personal goals. Yeah. For yeah. instance, let's let's take a setup, just one tiny element, wastage, for instance, wastage in a in a grocery shop. Right? If it's not being monitored or they don't have a target to achieve or it's not being measured, I know lots of businesses don't measure this, the good ones <clears> do. Um yeah. so if they don't know at the end of the week they have to determine, right, I reduce that on such and such a day, I do that on that day, at the end of the week I have this target to hit. 
So if I don't hit this target, somebody somebody will speak to me about the target. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's very important. I mean, speak to me, yeah. give me feedback, let me know that I missed the target. That real time review. Real time review. If if that's not sort of happening, um, then the person won't grow because they yeah, just. So important. Did, did it matter that I did that? Why am I doing that? Nobody even seems to take yeah. an interest that I do that. Mm. And that's where it shifts away from just being a number as well. That yeah. you are as a person that people, if you're if you're not performing as you say, it's not to get shit of that. It's yeah. to kind of be coached on yeah, further. The, so. Because the curve you and the curve of the business, so important yeah. to get that connection. Yeah, so hundred percent. The 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 one thing I wanted to sort of mention was um because obviously I know we can't take up all your day um uh, but we're you, you mentioned mentioned vision and for us vision is the the starting block to every journey, especially a cultural journey for every organization. Where you go and you mentioned purpose there, that's massively important about it. Where where is the wall group going? Where's Gavin Wall going? They're two different, maybe. There's a little bit of a quandary. So I mean, for instance, for the wall group, so we have to like I'm full time actually on other stuff, um, yeah, and I'm really right, just yeah. guiding, mentoring um, the team, um, and I have to think about and that. that probably look for whatever stage you develop to, there are always new questions. Right. Yeah. The minute that you stop having new questions is the minute that your business is stagnating yeah. or dying. So my question is, if you want to, like, this is a flipping exclusive. This is a scoop here. I haven't even, I don't even think I've talked about this in my own podcast. You've so and at the end as well, so people have to listen. Yeah. To all right. Well, so we've got the time. <laughs> so part three. Part three. Uh, <laughs> so, culture toxic exclusive for anyone watching. Exclusive <laughs> is, so I am full time on the change. Right. I'm full time on on venture capital and innovation that we're doing with the change. That's full time work. That that's a ten year project I've dedicated. Um, eleven months into that full time, um, yeah. nine years and one one month, uh, more allocated towards that, and then, yeah. I'll, then I'll review again. But yeah. um, so what happens to the wall group? Um, because all I am really is their mentor, sort of their chairman, you know, um, once a quarter, etc. Um, and I, if that doesn't continue to grow, or doesn't continue continue to have a growth mindset, the business or it doesn't continue to have aspiration about what it's going to do, mm-hmm. well, then that will stagnate. And we yeah. may have had a good year last year, for instance, but we're going into coronavirus now. Well, we're well into it. What happens on the other side of that? How do you yeah. keep motivating your staff with the stresses, et cetera, et cetera? So yeah. that is a big conundrum for me at the minute, is to make sure that the drive that that's had for the last decade continues to be had, mm-hmm. even yeah. when it only has a small amount, a much smaller amount of my time. And that's why the the guys um, who are leading it are so important. And it's important that we develop our managers in each store. We have a massive announcement. We actually have a massive announcement about it. Uh, it was I can't announce it. It's coronavirus has just put it back a couple of months. But we okay. do have a massive, massive announcement in the wall group. Right. I just flagged it up just before just before coronavirus hit. I should have been announcing it by now. It's still going to happen, but it's going to be back. I oh, remember we post. Yeah, I remember we posted up. Yeah, that comes so, to mind now. That comes yeah, to mind now. So we do have a massive announcement for the next stage of the wall group. Brilliant. Um, so we then we then have to deliver that. So that will be announced sometime soon. Feel free to make it now, Gavin. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't. I've been asked not to say anything until um, it's all finalised on the legals. Stop trying to get him in trouble, Sean. Yeah, <laughs> but but that is next part. That is part of my journey. It's to make sure that that wall group piece and make sure that North Belfast piece continues yeah. to grow. Yeah. 
even yeah. with less of my time. Um, yeah. I'll tell you one last thing for, for, for probably wrap up is when I went down to about three years ago, was down to, well, two and a half years ago, um, what do you call him? Richard Branson. Richard Branson at the um, Pendulum Summit. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. And that guy, like, I swear to God, this took me weeks. I have mentioned this. I have mentioned this in my own podcast. But I came away. That guy literally is in each business that he opened, he, he starts for about three months. Right. That's, I, that's how long he's in each business for, literally. I, I hung on every word he said. I, I know he's getting a bad press at the minute and all yeah, the rest of that. He is. I, yeah. Look, I accept that. And um, But what he has done consistently is he's been in businesses for a few months but he's built a culture and built a team so strongly that they then take it on. Okay? Yeah. And I know he's getting a load of grief at the minute, but he's done that consistently. Maybe he's lost his <laughs> Yeah. So he does that. And so, so that's part of what I have to do with that wall group piece is they need to be able to take it on with just a lighter touch from me. And that's part of what I really thought about um, having yeah. seen Richard Branson um, two and a half years ago at the Pendulum Summit is how to do that. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Isn't, well, we'll finish up with that and I have to say thank you very much for coming on to two um, parts here. It was Hopefully great to get the last time. <laughs> one last thing, one last thing. Every entrepreneur out there should be thinking about how do they make themselves redundant, right? Okay. That's that that's it. How yeah. do they make themselves Step redundant? Out. So yeah. this business, how how does this business operate without me? Step out. Yeah. I need to build the culture, I need to build the people, I need to give them the aspiration. When you do that, I tell you, your entrepreneurial journey is going to be so much more satisfying. That's where we're going. That's where we're going. <laughs> okay. Yeah, listen, thank you for everything that you've done, I suppose, for, for being here, but everything you've done through the wall group as well for the local um, community. Yes. It's really yes, inspirational. Absolutely. Everything yeah. that you've given back, um, you deserve all the credit to get for it and, and less of the stick. Uh, <laughs> guys, thank you very much. Um, as okay. Gavin has talked about, remember with your people, engage, you, enable, and empower. Overnight. Take care, guys. Thanks very much. Bye.